365 days a year. I'm Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. It's time to pay attention. Come on, people. Think about it. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Mortgage industry is not rocket science. Your guide to the information you can use to choose the best answers to your real estate financing questions. If that loan agent tells you that, get up and run away. Now, here's your host on State and Islay. Your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Guy Rivera. You're listening to Mortgage Matters. It is Tuesday. First of October, in the year of our Lord, 2019. It's going to be a really good show. I think it's going to be a great show, actually. I've got a very special guest that I'm going to bring on. Uh, This guy is throwing himself into the swamp, and we're going to find out why. Um, He's sitting right next to me. I'm going to have him say hello, but that's all I'm going to have him say because, you know, the show is, is a mortgage show. It's about mortgages, but... What he's about to do is going to affect all of us. Well, anybody in the residency of Santa Barbara. I have Brian Campbell here who's running for city council. Brian, say hello. Hey, Guy. Thanks for having me out today. You bet. Now, we're going to get to you. Um, I know you're not a politician. You're a family man, a man of your community, a businessman. Um, But like I said, there's a couple of things I need to do first. which is talk about mortgages a little bit, update my, that's what I do. I update some stuff. Don't worry, I'm going to bring you in here. Um, And what's going on in the markets. I do want to talk about this one loan here that I have, but I got to do my disclosures here. So let me bring that up. Got my trusty sidekick, Richard Dugan. Thank you for showing up for work today, Richard. I really appreciate all you do for us. (laughs) Did Jeff Bridges call over the weekend? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So, Jeff, if you're out there, you want to talk mortgages, I'm your guy. We run the same circles, know the same people, attend the same parties. You know, we just haven't hooked up. But my NMLS number is 1850, my BRE number. And, yes, I am a licensed real estate agent. I don't practice real estate agents, but I think that all lenders should carry that license. I'm going to ask Brian uh, a couple of those questions when we get to him. My, my BRE number is 01220403. I've had that license for over 20 years. I maintain it because I'm in the industry. I review contracts, purchase contracts, addendums all day long. Um, and I think that anybody that goes all in into an industry should be licensed all in. Uh, shows their, uh, their commitment to that industry. And I'm proud to, proud to be able to carry that license. I have it. No taints on it. Um, so it's an interesting week. And it's, and it's going to be an interesting Next three weeks, the headlines surrounding the U.S. and China continue to directly impact U.S. markets. And it's going to continue. Last Friday, Bloomberg reported that the White House was considering delisting Chinese companies from U.S. exchanges. U.S. stocks fell while the bond markets rose. So we did see some price improvements last week, but they got all washed away today, and I'm going to get to that. Um This week, it's Jobs Week with ADP Private Payrolls. That's going to move our market. Wednesday, the government's jobs report. On Friday is the addition. The ISM, National Manufacturing Index, will be released. That may give some clues on the current slowdown in the sector. Um, If a trade deal is reached between U.S. and China, some of the weakness in the manufacturing uh, will most likely be alleviated. There's going to be some upward pressure on rates if a deal is hammered out. So if if they come to a good deal, if a great deal is hammered out, we're going to see a little increase in the rates. Also, we have a host of Fed members speaking during the week with Chairman Powell talking on Friday afternoon. When that guy starts talking, the markets move. If he says something that the markets don't like, it moves. And that's just the way it is. Look. 
We do a lot of purchase transactions at Guarantee Mortgage Santa Barbara. Uh, we do, we're doing a lot of refinancing right now. Um, it's a great time in the market. <clears throat> I had Ruth Ann Bovey here last week. She's my, you know, our go-to um, gal for our show. By the way, she's going to be taking over the show for a couple of weeks while I'm uh, going on vacation. The first vacation that I've had in a very long time. There goes my ring and my ring <laughs> doorbell. Well, that's not your wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, though. I'll, I'll let Natalie know. Yeah, that's your ring. Um, <laughs> So there's a lot of good stuff going on uh, right now in our industry. If you don't have a handle on it, if, you, if, you, if, if you're into a transaction you're just not sure of, you know, I encourage my clients to shop around. Some may find a better deal. Some may not. Um, you know, others have done that. They've gone to the big Wall Street banks and just found out that, man, it's going to take three months to close their deal. Um, and they come right back or man, I was in it for two months and then I got a decline and then they come back and we closed the deal. Go to my site, look me up on our reach recommendations. There are so many recommendations on there about my clients going to the big wall street banks. It's just a, a you know, like, um, what they call that bait and switch. But they're not even baited and switched. They're told, yeah, we're going to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. We have the greatest rate in the world, which sometimes they do. Um, but at the end of the day, they get shown the door, you know, uh, and they're a number. They don't care. The one thing I do is I care. I care about our clients. We care about the transaction, make sure that's right for the client, make sure that their loan works for them, not only at close, 60 months from now, 120 months from now, whatever they need in a mortgage, we find a way to put that mortgage to work for the client. And that is how we roll at Guarantee Mortgage. Before engaging, I know that a lot of real estate agents refer their favorite best friend. Um, That's great because I have a lot of realtors that do that for me as well. But look that best friend up. Look that real estate agent up. Look them up on NMLS. Look them up on uh, the, the BRE site, now the DRE site. Um, do your homework. I say it time and time again on this show. If you have a real estate agent that's been jumping around or you have a real estate agent with marks on their record, you know, uh, any enforcement actions or any type of uh, disciplinary actions, ask them. You have the right to ask them. You have the right to know who you're dealing with. Goes the same with your mortgage advisor. If they've been jumping around, you know, I know mortgage guys, and we're all friends here in Santa Barbara, and they know it. You know, they're jumping around from company to company, four or five different companies in the past four or five years. There's a problem. The grass Definitely needs to be mowed on the other side of the hill. Got to know your products. You got to know what you're doing. And these are long-term, you know, uh, mortgage veterans. There was an article out by Rob Chrisman that says, hey, look, right now is the time where the seasoned loan agents should be, should be doing what they shine at. And, um, you know, if they're not, then there's definitely you got to look at it. Do your research. Do your homework on anybody. Even our next guest, do your research. Do your homework. He's going to be coming on. He's going to be talking about, um, you know, what he believes in. He's got a lot of guts jumping into that swamp. <laughs> Everybody's going to be looking at him. They're going to be probing him. I, I couldn't handle it. He's definitely just walking in here talking about it. He's got my respect. Uh, he doesn't got my vote because I can't vote. I live in Goleta, so. You might be smarter than the rest of us. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you have my respect just walking in and opening up your, you know, opening up to the scrutiny that people are going to put you through. It doesn't get oh, as thanks. bad. It doesn't get as bad as national where they start bashing you and, you know, and this, that, and the other. But, you know, there's going to be. There's going to be uh, unfolded laundry in there. Somebody's going to want to look at. And uh, my hat's off to you for putting yourself and your family through that because you must really be passionate 
about something that's making you dive into that water, and we're going to find out what it is. Absolutely. Okay, so um, today, final day of uh, yesterday of Q3, aside from F1 drives, uh, did you know that Ferrari employees are not allowed to buy Ferrari cars? (laughs) <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> so, Is yeah, that the honest? reason why... <laughs> um, then this article goes on into uh, recession and financial markets and whatnot. Um, but before I finish up my portion of the the show, and then we're going to give it all to, to Brian here after um, I come back. Richard Dugan has given me that finger. We're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Guy Rivera, Mortgage Matters. We're about to bring on Mark Campbell. Brian Campbell. Brian, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Brian. Brian Campbell. <laughs> Mark Schneidman. Yeah. <laughs> Your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You are correct, sir. Hi, I'm Annette Jorgensen from American Riviera Bank. As a preferred SBA lender, small business lending is alive and well at American Riviera Bank. With local decisions, fast responses, and an understanding of the local, commercial, and residential real estate markets, we offer you free consulting services as you work to grow your small business. If you need a loan, bank on us. Call me and schedule your free business consultation today, 805-979-3846. During this time of record market highs and gradual economic recovery, it is essential to have a financial advisor you can trust. For 10 consecutive years, the Santa Barbara News Press Reader's Choice Poll has awarded Trembley Financial Services recognition for the financial guidance they provide their clients. Trembley Financial Services continues to design financial plans that are tailored to fit you. Trembley Financial Advisors continually educate their clients with new options in financial planning. For more information or an appointment, please call 569-1982 or log on to TremblyFinancial.com. Trembley Financial is located on the corner of State and Lacumbra. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Trembley Financial Services and Centaurus Financial Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss in periods of declining values. Hi, I'm Scott Johnson. And I'm Ross Cope for AM1290's weekly golf radio show. Tune in every week when you might hear us say good things about the FedEx Cup. Um, no. Or suggest that the game of golf needs more rules. I don't think so. Or invent new products that make the game easier, like Velcro golf gloves. Actually... That's not a bad idea. So tune in every week to get your golf fix right here on News Press Radio, AM 1290. Okay, we are back. I just want to have two more here, two more quick announcements. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to one of my agents, Bob Goler. He's a good guy. He works for us here in Santa Barbara, and he spends Tuesdays up in our solving office. 100% 100% financing, USDA guaranteed loans, um, subject to program stipulations, of course, state income and property limits, USDA guaranteed loan, 100% financing. Now, he's done a few of these things, and I'm not a huge fan of them because it seems like a lot of work, but that's the only reason why. Um He's a hard worker. There's no down payment required, no limited, not limited to first-time homebuyers, flexible credit and underwriting, 30-year fixed-rate terms. One, I'm not a big fan because, again, it's a lot of work. Two, um, I'm paying one of these off right now for a client. Uh, they seem to be great money. They're only, they're, they're only good in, like, Lompoc, there's some in Lompoc. There's there's one or two small pockets in Carpinteria, believe it or not. Nothing in Santa Barbara. But if you want to know how to get into a home under this great mortgage financing, USDA guaranteed financing, um, give Bob Goler a call. He's extension 18 at my office, 687-6282, extension 18. Please 
don't, don't call me. I don't know about the program, and I'll admit that wholeheartedly. I won't jump into it if I don't know it. That guy knows this program, and he's good at it, and he's helped people become homeowners, uh, first-time buyers, and that alone is um, is just great satisfaction in being a and being a loan agent. Um, let's wrap up the uh, global. This was in, this was pretty uh, interesting to me. Global bond markets woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. Like I said, we we got some good push on the markets last Friday, but today they got all wiped away. And here's why. And here's something that you're going to keep your eyes on. If you're in a 30-day transaction, <clears throat> you may want to lock your loans. <clears throat> Excuse me. You may want to consider locking your loans. Talk to your mortgage advisor. Ask him what's going on in the market. What is going to move the market in the next 15 days? If you are in a 30-day transaction, you should be locked and by the way, if you lock a rate, feel good about it, stand by it, own it. Don't second guess yourself. You've already gone through this. You had a target rate in mind, what you were comfortable with. Don't go talking to your 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 mechanic or your dentist or you know the guys that have only bought and sold one or two houses their whole lives. Listen to your trusted advisors, your real estate agents when it comes to the home that you're purchasing the ins and outs of that transaction. But when it comes to the money, the financing, leave them out of it. Talk to your trusted mortgage advisor because that guy has already educated you or should have already educated you on everything. He should have already positioned a mortgage that's going to work for you now and five years from now. You know what kind of, you know what the balance is going to be five years from now. You know what your payment's going to be five years from now. You're going to work that mortgage into your future financial plans. And that is what you own when you sign on the dotted line. Here's what's going to affect you. Um, in response to the the worst Japanese 10-year bond auction in over three years, investors are spooked by the notion the Bank of Japan will halt their QE quantitative easing programs and start buying other assets, currencies around the globe. This is going to throw ripples for a long time. Uh, we've discussed, you know, this was going to be a wreck going forward. And it's going to happen. Japan is the poster child of quantitative easing, having been adopted some form of easy monetary policy and zero bound rates for over 30 years. They are the ones that have invented this. They're the ones that are following it right down that rat hole, and they still have very tepid economic growth and virtually no inflation. Um, the question of the day is whether Japan is the canary in the coal mine. So is that going to affect us? Yeah, it's going to affect us. Uh, will Europe be on the, uh, on, the, on the next shoe to drop in the future as they have adopted similar monetary policies that had no growth or inflation? Eurodrama, it's a hot mess, and yes, their tab will be due, and it's, pretty, it's coming up pretty quickly. What about us? We need fiscal policy folks and less Fed interventions. I say they may cut the rates one more time. But over the next six months, they're going to cut them by a half a point. That's my prediction. Richard, am I usually right on? Am I, am I right on when I make those predictions? Yeah. All the time, Richard. I'm not wrong. <laughs> wrong. I mean, <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to move over to our guest because this guy here, um, um, Brian Campbell for City Council. And I am looking at his you know, I'm looking at what he sent me. Uh, we've got a lot of questions for him. And if anybody wants to call in and heckle him, put him on the spot, feel free. 564-1290. 564-1290. You can ask him what you want. You can tell him what you think of him. You know, he looks like a pretty solid guy. Brian, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, thanks, guy. And I just I want to mirror what you talked about, uh, mortgage guys and real estate people. They should all be local. I mean, you guys know the local market. You know what's going on. And you also have the relationships with the realtors. So 
things get sticky and people don't realize that buying a house is a time of the essence contract and to turn around and waste time with somebody outside of town who doesn't know the market, doesn't know the area, doesn't know appraisers, it creates a whole world of issues. And uh, more often than not, anytime that we have something go sideways in mortgage, it's because of an outside lender or a big corporate lender. So, it, And that is and, true. And a lot of people just uh, don't get it. But, you know, to on the other side of the corn, I've seen a lot of those guys come in and actually no ripples whatsoever. So there are some that are good out there. But you just have a, you know, personally, I buy local because I feel an obligation to my community. I buy local. I support local. I don't, you know, if I need something and I get it here at a local store, I won't go online and buy it and have it shipped. Right. That's the way it should be. Yeah. And um, because I don't know how to, first of all, <laughs> but, but the main reason have that is, ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the main thing, the main reason is because, um, I believe in local, you know, I was born and raised in Santa Barbara. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about Brian Campbell. Um, I see this here. You're, you said you're running for city council. I'm going to let you get into that, but. First of all, I want to I want to know about you. What do you do? Who you married to? What you do for a living? And then we're going to get into why because it's it, it's important to bring in the family right. first. Uh, yeah. Okay. In, so in, tell in us about the family. My my ties to the community. Um, I sell real estate, so this fits in very well. And that's what I was talking about dealing with people locally and that we have relationships one on one. I work with my wife Natalie Grubb. And her family owns Village Properties, which is the largest independent real estate company in Santa Barbara. And we actually rival all the corporates as well for volume and sales uh, throughout all the years. And we've been in business for 23 years. And the company has been very much focused about local, giving back to the community, which is why over two decades ago, uh, we started the Teachers Fund, which raises money to go directly to the children's classrooms. Um, you know, we saw a need that, you know, classrooms don't get enough money. And the best way to get the money to the classrooms is to give it directly to them, to not give money to the government or someplace else. And so that's what we do. And we also recognize that children are our future. We have to shape them. We have to mold them. We have to teach them how to be proper adults, how to be good to the neighbors, pick up trash as they're walking down the street. And that's why we spend a lot of time with children and helping out around the schools. That's good stuff. I believe that this endeavor that you're on, um, it's important to put that out there, put the family first out there. A lot of people may disagree with that, but if you're going to be voting for somebody, you want to vote not only on your issues that you're going to present, but you want to vote for the character of the person as well. You want to vote for, you know, the man that actually is so that, you know, if you come from a great foundation, you're going to do a great job. Yeah. Oh, that's the exact point. That's the reason why I keep telling people I'm not a politician. I've never held a political office, never aspired to ever hold a political office, and never thought I would ever be here. But I realized that these values of family and community have been lost in translation at the city, and we need to bring it back to the city because local politics are much more important than national politics. What goes on in your city, what goes on in your backyard will affect you at your job, at your school, at your socializing, downtown when you go to dinner, versus who's the current president or who's currently running for Congress. So it really, it, it, you, have to, you have to start local. Right. And, and, and your family, you know, I, 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 I really don't know your wife, Natalie. I know of her. We've said hello back and forth always. Right. Obviously, we're part of the same association and, and whatnot. Natalie, I've gotten the you know, honor of, you know, actually breaking bread with her over at Karen Shackle's house and oh, having yeah. fun with her <laughs> and, you know, and, and actually, uh, I'm sorry, your, your mother-in-law, Renee. Renee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sweetheart. So that's a great foundation, you know, yeah. I, and somebody that can talk about their family. I mean, if you go to my Facebook page, it's all the family, right. You know, I, and I have a business page, but it's all family and that'll tell people a little bit about that and that a great foundation is going to be something so um i've got your list here and we're going to go over it uh we're going to take one quick commercial break um because richard's telling us to i'm sitting here with 
Brian Campbell for City Council. We're going to get into some hardcore, uh, some good topics here uh, that I think are good. That you, and we're going to see what you have to say, Brian. When yeah, we come right perfect. back, this is Guy Rivera speaking with Brian Campbell. Um, one quick reminder: this show is rebroadcast Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Sundays at noon. Your guy in the mortgage industry will be right back. Sansom Clinic, we're there at the beginning. And all the little and big steps along the way. 200 physicians for your every need. A healthcare system where all profits go back into our community's health. Your health. Your doctors. Your healthcare system. Your health. Your doctors. Your healthcare system. Sansom Clinic. Good for you. I'm Andy Caldwell, inviting you to join me right here on AM 1290. Join me on Tuesday, Steve Frank and James Hurston and Seton Motley and Frank Bernoccio will be with us, an all-star lineup. It's the Andy Caldwell Show every weekday from 3 to 5 p.m. right here at AM 1290, the News Press Radio Station. Don't miss the show. During this time of record market highs and gradual economic recovery, It is essential to have a financial advisor you can trust. For 10 consecutive years, the Santa Barbara News Press Reader's Choice Poll has awarded Trembley Financial Services recognition for the financial guidance they provide their clients. Trembley Financial Services continues to design financial plans that are tailored to fit you. Trembley Financial Advisors continually educate their clients with new options in financial planning. For more information or an appointment, please call 569-1982 or log on to TremblyFinancial.com. Trembley Financial is located on the corner of State and Lacumbra. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Trembley Financial Services and Centaurus Financial Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss in periods of declining values. back we were talking some good chit chat off air you know emotions in transactions um transparency the character of the ones that you're dealing with they're all important they're all important so like i said um brian i know what it says here but i'm gonna ask you I'm just going to ask you for you know right now. Why the hell are you running for city council? <laughs> are you giving me your condolences? Is that what you're doing? Right? Because that's usually what happens right after that question. What the heck are you? No, come on, you know, jump in there because I yeah. want to know. Well, and that's the thing is, I'm I'm running because I want to create awareness in what's going on with our city and ask the questions. And that's one of the things I tell people is, even if I don't get elected. I'm hoping that people start asking questions and holding the government accountable. But the actual reason why I'm running is a public safety issue revolving around our children. Um, Twice last year, we had homeless people who created such a ruckus right in front of Washington Elementary School, right on the street, throwing glass bottles over the fence. And the police showed up and broke it up 12 different times. And those people were still living in their cars right in front of the elementary school. And we said to the police, we said, that doesn't make any sense. Why do we have this unknown element who a lot of people describe as confrontational? The police describe them. Uh, Parks Department describes them as hostile and creating an unsafe work environment for their employees. Why do we allow them around our children? And the police said, city council. you got to talk to city council. Um, And there's been no real relief or otherwise. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of issues, ACLU, First Amendment, Eighth Amendment rights that fall into what you can and cannot do. And homeless people are people and we need to deal with them in a humanitarian way and we need to treat them that way. And that's where I started realizing that we have a huge humanitarian crisis on our hands. We've noticed over the last two years, we used to have about eight cars parking the street overnight in front of Washington Lazy Acres. I was out at four o'clock in the morning, two going on three weeks ago, and out one of the officers encountered over two dozen vehicles with people living in them. And one is a husband, wife, I assume, with a three-year-old baby. And I keep saying to the police, why don't we issue them shelters? And they said, 
you know, quite honestly, they don't want help. They don't want shelters. They're very happy being on the streets, being left alone. So, so let me ask you this. Public safety, recapping what you just said, you're sitting on, let's fast forward, you're sitting on city council. How would you bring up this issue? How would you address it? What kind of ideas would you have for these guys living in their cars? You know, that's a great question. And the reality is, is that like cities like Los Angeles have parking ordinances where you're not allowed to live in a vehicle within 500 feet of a public school or any school or a park where there are play structures where children play at. And you're not allowed to sleep in your car in residential streets overnight. There's plenty of commercial zones. There's plenty of business zones. Uh, safe New Beginnings safe, has a safe parking program. They have 133 spots. They need more spots. The city has over 3,000 parking spots. They can create parking spots for them to go at night so they're not in front of your house or my house. I, mean, I don't know where you live exactly, but chances are you probably bought a nice house in a neighborhood that you enjoy and you know your neighbors. And if people start rolling up and you get two dozen people living in cars in front of your house, you're not going to be happy about it. So it affects your private use and enjoyment, your quiet use and enjoyment of your house. People don't know who's outside to let their kids go out. Like you go down to a park and your six-year-old needs to go to the bathroom. You can't let little Johnny go to the bathroom on his own. You've got to walk him from the play structure to there. You've got to go into the bathroom and make sure, one, there's nobody in there. Two, is the toilet still intact because they damage things? And are there any needles or feces or trash or anything else? It's not safe. So here it is. You feel you're safe. You're in Santa Barbara. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You're at a public park, but you can't. You have to escort your children to a bathroom. So you think that the first step for public safety addressing what you just said earlier, which I like, by the way, because I've seen this documentary where there's actually homeless people living in RVs and trucks in Malibu on the beach. They have right. a little encampment. And, and they're okay with that. You know, some residents are not, but the majority of them are. Right. Um, so would you say getting, like, declassifying some no overnight sleeping, or, you know, only parking between this and this, but you let them sleep there overnight, some sections, maybe like down on the beach or wherever, um, would that be on, on, on the road to a solution? That, that is on the road to a solution. Again, it's trying to move them out of the residential areas because people don't live, they don't buy houses, they don't rent houses knowing that they're going to be living in the middle of a place of, uh, you know, I, I said we're kind So you'd of limit that to, um, and I get the school, that's very important, keeping our children safe. Um, in the residential areas, I get that kind of, um, but... Well, here's something else to consider. The DA's office is prosecuting five sexual assault cases, all perpetrated by homeless people. Four weeks ago, we had a stabbing in Ortega Park right next to Santa Barbara Junior High School. These are elements that are right in and around our children that we, as a city, aren't doing anything to try and protect our children from. There are areas that, uh, you know, homeless people, there are people too, they need place to go hang out at, socialize, do their thing. And the other aspect is you can't lump all the homeless together in one lump. I mean, about 40% of them have jobs. They just can't have, they, they don't, can't earn enough money, can't save enough money, or they don't have the credit scores to get into another apartment. Sure. So we need to help them to get back up on their feet. And you get about 30% or so have uh, mental illnesses that we need to make sure they get proper help. And leaving them on a street and having a caseworker or a volunteer walk by every couple of weeks and say, hey, Joe, how you feeling today? Isn't helping them. Uh, you know, we need to actually get them off the street and that's where Housing First has always been the initiative. I mean, from the 1980s, when the first advisory committee was formed, uh, constituting all of the county and the city and everybody else, all the way through 2002, the national initiative, Housing First. Um, we've known this throughout all the years, and we've had plenty of organizations working together with City of Goleta, City of Carpinteria, the county, City of Santa Barbara, the police, the policymakers, business decision makers, uh, nonprofits, and yet it seems like for whatever reason, after an election's over, everybody forgets about the forgets homeless people. About, uh, that's, you know? And, and the, yeah, that is, that's so true. You've hit it. Um, bullseye, actually. 
We're going to take another quick commercial break. We're going to come back. I like what you're saying. I think that, you know, um, a, a more narrow vision of solutions need to be made by our city council. What is it we can follow guy. through on? Yeah, exactly. Um, follow up, follow through, get it done, you know, seek solutions, and then actually uh, implement. We're speaking with Brian Campbell, running for city council. Sounds like he's well on his way. Um, this is Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Annette Jorgensen from American Riviera Bank. As a preferred SBA lender, small business lending is alive and well at American Riviera Bank. With local decisions, fast responses, and an understanding of the local, commercial, and residential real estate markets, we offer you free consulting services as you work to grow your small business. If you need a loan, bank on us. Call me and schedule your free business consultation today, 805-979-3846. During this time of record market highs and gradual economic recovery, it is essential to have a financial advisor you can trust. For 10 consecutive years, the Santa Barbara News Press Reader's Choice Poll has awarded Tremblay Financial Services recognition for the financial guidance they provide their clients. Tremblay Financial Services continues to design financial plans that are tailored to fit you. Tremblay Financial Advisors continually educate their clients with new options in financial planning. For more information or an appointment, please call 569-1982 or log on to TremblyFinancial.com. Tremblay Financial is located on the corner of State and Lacumbra. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Tremblay Financial Services and Centaurus Financial Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss in periods of declining values. Community alert, not if, but when disaster strikes. Join Ted Adams and Mike Williams for Community Alert, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 9 p.m. and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Community Alert, where guests discuss local issues, including prevention, emergency preparation, evacuations, and information flow before, during, and after emergencies and incidents. Community Alert, heard on AM 1290, the Santa Barbara News Press radio station. Okay, we are back. We just had some interesting off-air chit-chat that has left me a little speechless, speechless <laughs> quite frankly. I just heard something um, that annoys me. So... Um, Let's go down this list, but I do want to circle back to that, Absolutely. Brian, before before we uh, before we have to wrap up. Um, let's talk about business development. Countless people and businesses have expressed their frustrations publicly with the city's business permitting process. Um, they've started spend a large portion of their startup funds and time just dealing with the city to get a permit. That's always been a problem. That's always been a problem with this city. <clears throat> I've I've done it, you know. I got my little whatever, my little little guy over there on right. Islay. I've started that was twenty years ago. Didn't have any problems there. We started, you know, we refurbished a building, didn't had some problems there, but got through it. But I've had friends that have actually just walked away from projects just because you have these gatekeepers that have a paycheck coming in from the city of Santa Barbara, whether they be on the permit, uh, in the permit process, or these guys down on uh, business permits, planning. You know, it just seems like it's a constant battle. It is a constant battle. To get anything done. I personally am involved with um, helping out a couple of guys. You know the project down on Caius Cesar Chavez where they built this three million dollar mm-hmm. property they're they're prohibited from leasing it out because the city changed the zoning to o, om zoning right 10 years ago or whatever and now they're saying well you should have gotten the building for free just the off the weirdest stuff why are we what what would you do how would you approach 
that. I mean, you're going up against a machine that has been well, finely tuned and running the exact same way forever. How would you, how would you even well, approach that? I wouldn't necessarily call it finely tuned. If it was well, finely okay, tuned, forget about the finely tuned, but it's, about, but, but it's been cranking along. It's been cranking along. It's got some steam going. It does. And so how would you approach that? Are you going to be you know, like the guy on the city? Are you, you going to be the champion? So, well, I don't know about the champion. I'm, I'm, yeah, as I said, I've, I've approached this as a person going in and asking questions and asking reasonable questions. And that's one of the things I was always raised to do from my father as a school teacher to become an attorney is you ask questions, you see the other side, and then you try to mediate a, res- a nice a, uh, resolution. resolution. Same thing with real estate yeah. that we try to do, you know, making everybody happy. So the first thing to do is to sit down with management, mid-level management, sit down with the employees and say, okay, how is it going? How's the job? Where do you think? I mean, they're doing the job. Where is it that you think needs to be help? What do you think is doing really well? And then, of course, form a committee and talk to people and business people who have been turned down tonight or didn't make it through the entire process, as well as successful businesses that made it through the process and say, okay, what is it that worked for you? What is it that didn't work for you? Okay, let's get together and figure out what is. Is it as simple as just creating a written checklist to go through and say, this is city, this is state, this is optional, or is it more than that? And I don't really know what it is. I haven't opened a business, so I don't know where that process falls apart at. But it's something that we really need to have somebody sit down and start asking those questions. And it's not a matter of going in as a hammer and going through and looking at terminating people. It's a matter of trying to figure out how is it that we can help each other more fluidly. And that's what's not happening right now. It seems like everybody has Each other, you mean how can we help the constituents of Santa Barbara? How can we all work together to make it a better place to do business. Absolutely. You know, and there's a story I was told by a taxi cab company. He's gone out of business since. But, you know, he was, when Uber came in and Lyft came in, he was fighting because Uber and Lyft didn't have the same expenses as he did. He actually filed a court action against the city for it. Uh, The city requires taxi companies to have licenses for the company, for the drivers, for the vehicles, and it's a lot of expense for them. It's an additional $3,000 per car or something like that. He went through numbers. But your Uber driver, your Lyft driver, ask him for a city business license. He doesn't have one. Even though he conducts business inside the city, he doesn't have a business license. Is Uber or Lyft licensed within the city even though they conduct business in the city? No, they're not. So they forced out basically a local company, taxi company, because they didn't apply the same rules across. And there may be more to that. I got his side of the story. I haven't heard the city side of the story. There may be more to that. But when you look at it on its face, you go, okay, the local guy, the little guy has a lot of extra expenses that the corporate doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Why is that? How does that make sense? So it goes yeah, from permit process dynamic. to- Yeah, that's pretty dynamic. And that would be a dynamic issue to yeah. actually tackle. So- <clears throat> I mean, you know, would you be, you know, different. Cl- it's a different classification of business, you know, employees versus only a single employee. Um, uh, Uber drivers, I don't know how they work. Are they independent contractors? Uh, that's what they're going through right now, they're 1099 trying, yep. as opposed to W-2. And that's what taxi companies go through, too. Yeah, if they go to W-2 and actually become an employee of Uber Corporation, right. then you'll have to establish the taxable revenue here for the city. Right. And so on and so on. So that's a process that actually people are talking about. But is it moving along? I don't know. Look at how long it took for that project to get built down on Lower State Street. Yeah. I mean, I was hey. around when, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, I was born and raised here in Santa Were you born here in no, Santa Barbara? I moved okay, here so about I, 25 years ago. Yeah, so when I was a kid 30 years ago, God, I just dated myself. You know, we. I say you look like you're still 12. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You got me. If I oh, could vote, yeah, yeah, you yeah. would have it. Um, yeah, that place was. You know, it's it sat. You know how how long oh, yeah. it sat. It oh, was yeah. just horrible. I saw the vision. Wait, which one? Are we talk about the Levy project. The Levy we talk about project. the Hotel California. That, we talk about Chapala One. Which yeah, which project that, are we talking <clears> about? All of uh, no. Yeah. Bottom of state, right. the levy project going on. I, I know, I'm teasing. Yeah. But so you can go through a whole of list things. of properties and issues. It was horrible. And, um, you know, I wasn't engaged then as I was now because I was just a stupid kid, just having fun. We had know. clients 10 years ago that they had a lot that was zoned for six units downtown. And the city told them you can only build four units on it. 
And then on top of that, it took three years to go through the process to do it. So, and then that also leads to now we're in a housing crisis. Okay, well, there's two units that we could have had extra. Sure. You know. And so that specifically, when the city comes up with those kind of statements, when they make those kind of judgments, they have an ordinance or they have something that they're, they're, they're digging their heels in on. You can only build four here because either the lot size, uh, it's not approved for more than four, or this, that, and the other. Um, I don't know the particular. What was the particulars? Why did they say only four units as opposed to six? Uh, the client doesn't want to go into it and give their address. A lot of people are worried about backlash from the city, especially builders, developers, even other businesses that have contracts in them. So, but there, there was there was an issue. The neighbors all voiced concerns and complaints about building that many units, even though that's a densely populated area with illegal duplexes and other size and houses that have rooms that are broken apart. So, well, that's you know, and that's something you know the the surrounding uh, the surrounding homeowners or the surrounding tenants or whatever. Absolutely, um, should have a say. So, I mean, that I believe. Um, we're going to take one more quick commercial. Wait, wow, time is just flying just by. Fly. That's, that's why. Yeah, I, there's always so much to talk about. There's never enough time. We're going to take a short break. Okay, Richard, short break. Listen to Guy Rivera speaking with Brian Campbell. We'll be right back. In 1962, Pierre Lafon founded the first post-prohibition commercial winery in Santa Barbara County. In 1972, he planted his first vineyard in the San Ynez Valley west of Buellton and later hired legendary winemaker Bruce McGuire to continue to build on the stellar reputation that Santa Barbara Winery has achieved for more than 50 years. Today, you're invited to experience the award-winning wines at Santa Barbara Winery at the corner of Yananali and Anacapa and the LaFond Winery at 6855 Santa Rosa Road in Buellton. Mesa Produce is there for you when the street market isn't. The owner picks from local growers to supply the finest in all varieties of fruits and vegetables, selecting the best from each and bringing them fresh to you. Be sure to grab one of their many homemade delicious jams. Mesa Produce is located on Cliff Drive on the Mesa. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sunday, noon to 6. Mesa Produce, bringing the farm to your table. During this time of record market highs and gradual economic recovery, it is essential to have a financial advisor you can trust. For 10 consecutive years, the Santa Barbara News Press Reader's Choice Poll has awarded Tremblay Financial Services recognition for the financial guidance they provide their clients. Trembly Financial Services continues to design financial plans that are tailored to fit you. Trembly Financial Advisors continually educate their clients with new options in financial planning. For more information or an appointment, please call 569-1982 or log on to tremblyfinancial.com. Trembly Financial is located on the corner of State and Lacumbra. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Trumpy Financial Services and Centaurus Financial Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss in periods of declining values. All right, we are back, and those segments go pretty quick because, yes. it, yeah, I mean, man, we only touched on a uh, small portion of this. Maybe um, you want to fast forward to something you think is juicy. Yeah, do you? <laughs> no, I, I, I do. You well, have one, something specific you want to say? You got two minutes, so this one will be good. Well, two minutes is, uh, and it's never enough time to talk about. That's why I encourage people to reach out to me or go to my website, Brian, the number four, citycouncil.com, ask me questions many people have. But um, I was just uh, sitting with somebody yesterday, and we were talking about an article that came out a couple months ago, or actually just recently, talking about how the quote is, uh, regarding the HEAP grant for $2 million. And in the article it states, this is the first time that the Housing Authority, the Fire Department, and PATH, which runs Casa Esperanza, are all going to work together. And this is regarding the $2 million that uh, the city declared a homeless shelter emergency in 2018 for. I asked that person, I said, well, do you recall back in the 1980s when we had the uh, advisory committee that was formed that included elected representatives from the county and city? 
And I said, and how about in 2006 when they changed the name to the South Coast Homeless Advisory, when they included people from the county, the city of Goleta, the city of Carpinteria, as well as the city of Santa Barbara, as well as shelter providers and housing providers and social service providers. And he said, okay. And then again in 2011, Mayor Murillo was the vice chair of the policy committee for the C3H, which was formed then, which was supposed to be, again, everybody, including foundations of faith and everything else, as well as homeless people as part of the committee. But apparently, this is the first time we're actually going to all work together. So why is it that everybody forgets about all these things over the years? And as I said, and that person said to me, well, it's an election year. And I said, great, you're not the first person to say that. So does that mean that six months from now, everybody's going to forget about taking care of our residences and the issues that we have? Because the homeless issue is not just a humanitarian, it's also a public safety issue for them as well as for us and business development. I mean, we just had clients come in from out of town who went downtown State Street, and they said they will never patronize downtown State Street ever again. They don't feel safe. It's filthy. It's disgusting. Um, one of them was harassed by a group of four homeless individuals to follow them for two blocks, he and his family, harassing him for money with slurs and comments. That, that's, and he's six foot five from Texas. Yeah, that's you know? pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I wished we had a bunch more time, Brian, but, I, you know, we got one and a half minutes left. Um, maybe you want to come on next week with Ruth Ann. I might oh, be here. To. Yeah, yeah, same she's time. Up for it. You know, because I know that she has, she can get some more real estate related. Um, I think Ruth Ann's going to be here talking for me. So why don't we try to arrange that? Because you got a lot more stuff here that actually should be said. We've got one or two people that listen to this show, so it'll be. <laughs> I think you got, I think you have a bigger following than that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, you know, but there's something that you said, and I'm going to close it off with this. something you said about that Heath fund. The, the funds that are yeah, supposed heap, to come yeah. heap supposed to come to and you were breaking it down maybe you can get in more detail next next week yes. with with Ruth Ann but you were breaking it down where those I asked you where those funds going to go they were appropriated um, by the city and dolled out in maybe what they think the best way to deal with the homeless uh, issue is but it's not for housing it's for housing consultants or housing, whatever it is. Don't get into it now. But um, next week you might want to get real deep into it, and uh, let's just see. But there's a lot of bureaucracy out there. grant's supposed to be used for housing. Uh, Okay, supposed to be used. So, um, again, give us your website. Uh, It's Brian, the number four, citycouncil.com. Somebody wants to call you directly, how do they call you? Uh, my phone number and email are right on there, but I'll give you my cell number. It's 805-294-2890. Please call and ask questions. Yeah, call them, harass them, ask them, ask them the straight, straight questions. Seems like he can take it. Good strapping young fellow that he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> It's, it's really been a pleasure having you on. I really oh, thanks, truly, guy. I appreciate truly it. appreciate it. You coming on. Um, you guys have been listening to Guy Rivera Mortgage Matters. We're talking with Brian. Good luck on that. I may be on the show next week with you guys, but I'm actually scheduled to not take a vacation. Yeah. So, Brian, thanks again. You were listening to Guy Rivera speaking with Brian Cavill, Mortgage Matters. We'll see you next week. That was a tasteful and moving program, Mr. Rivera. 